up on today's federal newscast. One last blast from Old Man Winter closes federal agencies in D.C. today. Federal employees get some much-needed guidance on the help they're allowed to receive during a government shutdown. And the Army is hoping science can help it with its recruiting woes. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. First off, agencies will be closed today in the D.C. metro area due to the approaching winter storm. As schools were beginning to announce closures last night, the Office of Personnel Management followed suit. Today's storm is expected to bring up to four inches of snow and then turn into a wintry mix. There's new guidance for federal employees during government shutdowns. The Office of Government Ethics says a variety of ethics questions came up during the last one. OGE says federal employees can generally accept a free meal from local businesses who are offering to help during a shutdown, but crowdsourcing campaigns are trickier. OGE says employees should avoid GoFundMe pages unless they can verify the source of every donation. You knew the shutdown had a negative effect on the IRS. Turns out it was worse than you thought. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Tebbin. If customer service is the barometer of IRS health, then it has a bad case of the flu. According to national taxpayer advocate Nina Olson, telephone wait times stretched to 80 minutes and only 7% of callers got through it all during the shutdown. And that's for people who were instructed by the IRS to call the agency to set up payment plans. I'm Tom Temin. The Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration recommends the IRS take steps to ensure gig economy workers pay their fair share in taxes. TIGDA reviewed the IRS's automated underreporter program and found more than 260,000 cases where people potentially underreported the money they made through apps like Uber and Airbnb. The IRS has estimated the tax gap between what self-employed taxpayers owe and what the agency collects is about $69 billion. FEMA receives more than a dozen recommendations to improve the nationwide emergency alert system. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. A group of experts tell FEMA that the Integrated Public Alert and Warning System, or IPAWS, needs to be modernized across five broad areas. The National Advisory Council's IPAWS subcommittee sent its congressionally mandated report to FEMA and lawmakers yesterday detailing 14 recommendations. These range from improved guidance to establishing a 24 by 7 help desk to creating a technology solutions lab to test out new approaches to issuing warnings. The emergency alert system hasn't been updated since DHS and the FCC first tested it in 2011. I'm Jason Miller. A new independent research and training center is trying to make government procurement a profession students want to pursue. George Mason University launches the Center for Government Procurement with the goal of providing training, research, and collaboration for contractors and agencies. The center plans to provide longer-form research on topics such as small business and other transaction authorities. It will also consider offering a government contracting certificate program and more classes within the business school. After the service missed its recruiting goals for 2018, the Army Science Board is looking into how it can improve its talent management systems to recruit, retain, and advance its talent for the threats of the future. Army Secretary Mark Esper asked the board to look into a dynamic information system to align Army requirements with soldiers' talents, interests, and career desires. The report is projected to come out at the end of September. 
A new appeals modernization program from the Veterans Affairs Department is up and running. VA says it has the right people, technology, and processes in place to start handling claims. It hired 605 new employees to work the program. The new goal is to process veterans' appeals within an average of 125 days. The agency also retired its old appeals processing system and adopted a new case flow program by the implementation date. VA's rollout earned praise from both the leaders on the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee and ranking member of the House Committee. A legal challenge to DOD's massive Jedi cloud contract is on hold. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The Court of Federal Claims issued the stay yesterday at the request of the Defense Department. The court says DOD made the request because it's conducting a new investigation into whether planning for the $10 billion cloud contract was affected by potential conflicts of interest. Oracle, the plaintiff in the bid protest, claims the procurement was fatally flawed by the involvement of two DOD officials who had previously worked for Amazon Web Services. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Intelligence Advanced Research Project's activity is searching for companies to advance artificial intelligence. It plans to hold a Proposer's Day next week to clarify and refine a broad agency announcement before it's released for two AI projects. The Trojans AI program will use AI to combat cyber attacks in the form of Trojan horses. The Secure Assured Intelligent Learning Systems program uses AI to explore a science of security for privacy vulnerabilities. Registration for the Proposer's Day closes today. Harassment claims against a former U.S. Marshal and Chief Deputy are backed up now by the Justice Department's Inspector General. The OIG confirms the two forced a subordinate to travel more than necessary and retaliated against a whistleblower as well. Both the U.S. Marshal and Chief Deputy left the agency before the investigation began. And Democrats on the House Oversight and Reform Committee are launching yet another investigation into the Trump administration's relationship with a foreign government, this time Saudi Arabia. The investigation comes after a report from the committee showed whistleblowers were worried about the White House's efforts to transfer sensitive nuclear technology to the Middle Eastern country. Committee Chair Elijah Cummings sent several letters to agencies and organizations involved with promoting the plan, including the Departments of Defense, Energy, State, Treasury, and Commerce. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.